Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and thoughts, and we attempt to answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please do remember, we are not experts. We are just podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you do want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And if you're looking for some other things to listen to, may we recommend our daily podcast here for you. And our Forever 35 produced podcast, She Thanks Just Spot It, hosted by the always delightful Caroline Moss. Indeed. Dory. Yes, Kate. My hands are 
a little bit moist right now because I just put on my hand cream. And so I feel like it's only appropriate to kick this mini episode off with some hand cream recommendations. Great. I'm on board. So our first listener writes, uh, I love the pod and wanted to share some of my faves as I am obsessed with hand creams. I generally love them to be thick and feel hydrating, but not greasy. That's the holy grail, right? right? Thick and hydrating, but not greasy. (laughs) I feel like I could make a terrible joke, (laughs) terrible joke about things that are thick and hydrating, but I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why I went there. My top fave is the Trader Joe's Ultra Moisturizing Hand Cream. They often release seasonal scents, which are nice like ginger or rose. It's only $5. I have multiple tubes at one time, bedside, nail care kit, purse, and work, and usually have multiple backups. I also enjoy the packaging as it is easy to squeeze each bit out. I have also enjoyed the Burt's Bees Ultimate Care Hand Cream. Great cream available, lots of places, about $13 a tube. Love the Gold Bond Hand Cream as another option that is easier to find and lower price point. And for a more spa-scented hand cream, I opt for Avita or Loki Tan. I never know how to say this. Loki Tan? Lusitan? Lakitan. Lositan. Laokitan? Dory. I'm going to keep going. La Akatan. Locatan. How the fruit do you say this? How do you say this? Lositan. Lositan. I, I think it's something like that. <laughs> like one of the 10 options I yep. just gave? Mm-hmm. I have never been able to say that brand in my life. Me neither. I feel like anytime I say it correctly, it's like a, like a crapshoot. Yeah, it's like a miracle. I think miracle. it's L'Occitane, but, but I could be totally off. Also, I'm pretty sure that's like one way I did not say it. L'Occitane? I okay. think that's what it is, but I'm sure listeners will be quick to correct us. Please let us know, okay? I just, I don't know. And I know, look, I know I could go on YouTube and Google a video of how to pronounce it, but sometimes it's fun to be in the dark <laughs> and just wing it okay and then of course this listener ends their email butt masks never 35 forever love it love it love it okay um great rex i mean i am holding the gold bomb ultimate healing hand cream in my hand and that is what my hands have on right now Ooh, nice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean this is yeah this is a real plethora of options here you can't go wrong with trader joe's no that's true that is very True. Period. And period. Okay. This next email is a recommendation I had not heard of. Had you, Dory? Uh, No, I had not. This listener writes, uh, just listened to the most recent episode and thought I'd send a quick recommendation for a hand cream. My mom discovered this product through a friend and has now gotten me addicted. Let me introduce you to Wool Wax. I think I remember one of you talking about lanolin before your chapped lips. This is a lanolin-based product, but for your hands. It has been an absolute lifesaver during this time, and we now have them scattered around the house. Dory style. (laughs) Dory style. Plus, during this time, I think it's fantastic to support family businesses and farms, and this company is owned by a cattle sheep ranching family in eastern Montana. And we will link to the company website and a couple places to buy it because this listener very thoughtfully provided us with those things. Thank you, listener. Thank you wool, so much. Wool wax. Wool wax. 
wool wax. Okay. All right. Okay. Shall I read this next uh, email? Yes, please. Okay. Hi, Kate and Dory. I just finished my master's degree last week, which was bittersweet as it is such an accomplishment. Yes, congratulations. But the dream job I had lined up afterwards was canceled. And being a master's student, I seem to have slipped through the cracks in the minds of both my schools and the government's financial bursaries, as well as the world in general. I've moved back home for the time being, and I'm trying to find temporary work here. My financial stress, stress from living at home again, and stress from the world is higher than it's ever been. Because of this, I'm experiencing worse than usual flare-ups in my psoriasis. Psoriasis and other skin conditions like eczema are so awful to deal with on a normal basis, and I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing flare-ups during this stressful time. I wanted to share some tips specifically for scalp psoriasis or scalp eczema that have really helped me in case others are feeling it too. These include drinking celery juice in the morning, washing your hair every day, using natural shampoo and no conditioner or conditioner only on the ends of your hair, avoiding oils on your scalp and the best serum of all time. The Odigibic Odigibic Root Activating Scalp Serum made with 100% natural ingredients. Odigibic is a scalp facial salon, oof, scalp facial salon in Toronto. I've been going to for the past 12 months and I've never needed anything more. While it is a bit of a splurge, the cost is well worth it considering I've tried everything out there, even prescription shampoo and medications. And this is what has given me the most long-term improvement. I know there are some other scalp facial salons in the United States who perform similar treatments, but I highly recommend ordering the serum to help with scalp related flare-ups and support a small business. P.S. Scalp facials are for anyone and could be a good indulgence when this is all over. Thank you so much for being part of my routine last year. I truly feel comforted knowing I have you both to lean on. My dream is forever 35 to grow so the whole world can benefit and I can work for you. Lol. Okay. I have so many things to respond to in this. I do too. Go ahead. Email. Okay. Well, my first one is celery juice. Celery juice. Never. (laughs) I am so sorry. Listener. First of all, I love that this worked for you. And if celery juice cured my own ailments i think i would have to make myself drink it but i have such an aversion to celery that just the mere mention of celery juice sends me under the bed hiding um but i appreciate this as a recommendation and i am not um not in any way poo-pooing your suggestion here two i didn't even know scalp facials were a thing i did not either and also are they a facial if they're not on your face? Mm, they're a scalp- be- scalpule. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be like a scalpshul? Scalpshul. Anyway, I, I did. Had you had never heard of scalp facials either? I had never heard of scalp facials, but I will tell you in a very funny coincidence. Last night I was googling um, how to get rid of pimples on your hairline which then led me to some articles about folliculitis, which I'd never heard of, but which is like, it's basically like pimples that you get from an ing- like a hair, which, you know, I've had issues with and I've had pimples on my scalp. And I was like, Ow. I think I have, I think I have folliculitis. And one of the things they said about folliculitis is that if it, it is partially caused by oil buildup in your hair if you don't wash your hair enough. And I was like, oh my God, these last couple of years, I've been trying to train my hair to not wash it as much. 
And perhaps a byproduct of that has been that I've developed this acne problem on my head. Wow, this is a journey I didn't know we were going to go on in this episode. I know. So, so then do you think some of this listener's suggestions might like washing your hair every day using natural yes. shampoo and no conditioner, which I thought was interesting. Well, she did say only on the ends. Right, right. And avoiding which is what oils I do anyway. Yes. Um, I, I have like I'm wondering if I should go back to washing my hair every day. Well, what if you went every other day just to kind of see if that made a small difference and then yeah, took it to every day? Yeah. Now, here's a question. Are you going to get a serum for your head? I don't know. I've never even thought about a serum for my head. And I love that this exists. I love that this listener found it and suggested it. I love that this is a scalp salon in Toronto. A scalp salon. A scalp facial salon. <laughs> I think you need a scalp facial when we when we are able to like be out in public again. I agree. I found so last night in my googling, I found an article in Allure called "Everything You Need to Know About Scalp Acne," and I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> this this is what I've needed." And I didn't even know that it was like a real thing. And one of the things that someone recommended a shampoo called. I guess it's pronounced clean. It's CLN. Um, and it's for scalps prone to folliculitis, dermatitis, dandruff, and itchy and flaky scalp. And I'm thinking about getting it. It's called healthy scalp shampoo. I love that after two plus years of doing this podcast, we can still discover something new. Yes. I mean, it wasn't new to other people, but it's new to us. Scalp issues. Scalp issues. Can you buy this shampoo and report back? I feel like this would make a great full-length topic episode. Yeah, I will buy it and I will report back. <laughs> Challenge and maybe accepted. This, this maybe this listener can can weigh in on that episode as well. Listener, great. Hit, I look hit forward us to up. that. Yeah, I'm yep. really in, I'm really intrigued and I really appreciated all this information. Even the celery juice part. <laughs> um, Dory, do you want to read this last email here? I would love to. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm a bit behind on the podcast, so I only just listened to your mini episode where you discussed products you wish you'd started using sooner. Your conversation about wearing sunscreen on your hands reminded me of a recent discovery. For whatever reason, I've always squeezed product out of the tube onto the top of my right hand. I'm left-handed. And then dabbed it onto my face a little at a time with my fingertips. Afterwards, I would just rub the leftover product into the skin on my hand. After doing this with my Retin-A and sunscreen for almost a year, I noticed that my right hand looked so much better than my left. Like, a lot, lot better. So I've taken to applying a small amount of Retin-A and sunscreen to the tops of both hands. When I mentioned this to my dermatologist, she said that she always recommends squeezing products onto the top of your hand instead of your palm so that you don't waste any product. It'll go to work on the tops of your hands, too. So there you have it. Something I wish I'd known ages ago. Hopefully my left hand will be looking as good as the right one soon. Take care, Anna. Again. Should we all get Retin-A for our hands? I mean, you learn something new every day. We're supposed to be seruming our hands. I mean, not supposed I mean, to, but we could be if we wanted. Totally. Totally. I love this. I love this idea. Because I do yeah. smear my sunscreen after, like, if I have a little bit left, I smear it on yes. my hands. Same, same, same. But I like the idea of, like, doing my whole skincare routine on my hands. Totally. Totally. <sighs> well, 
Well, we've learned a lot here today so far. We we truly, truly have. Let's take a pause. Okay. And we'll be back with more. All right. Sounds good. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. 
Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite honey love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So I thought this email was really interesting. And I wanted to get your take, Dory. Okay. So here we go. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm the 32-year-old stay-at-home mom of a very active, very social one-year-old baby girl. We're currently in self-isolation, and I can't say I totally hate it being the homebody, antisocial person I tend to be. 
Since I quit my job to stay home about nine months ago, at the advice of many people, I sought out and joined a mommy and me group that only lasted two visits. I decided on the excuse that my then six month old was too young for the other kids who were were already walking age. The truth is, I do not like interacting with other moms, women or people. My current friends consist of people I used to work with. No more work, no more friends. And honestly, I feel fine about that. I stay in touch with those friends, text every once in a while, and we go to each other's kids' birthday parties, even though I do live far from these women, about 25 miles away. Now that my daughter has been walking for a couple months, I started to think maybe watching the random kids at the park wasn't going to cut it anymore as a social activity. My friends with kids who are slightly older than mine are still working, so I've never really had playdates with them due to our schedules being so different. Anyway, I need help. Maybe ideas on having my child spend time with other children that won't put a lot of pressure on me having to interact with the moms. I just feel like my child is at a crucial age for socializing and the current situation is already sending us back even further. Basically, I'm just scared that I turn my child into me socially. As fellow moms, I really appreciate any advice you can send my way. Very interesting dilemma. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. You know, first of all, I I just want to say, like, I think your social desires or lack, like, not wanting to connect or not feeling comfortable connecting are totally normal and sound like it's fine with you. So one, I just, I mean, if you were feeling bad about that, I want to encourage you not to I don't. I can't quite tell but it sounds like you are like kind of comfortable like you know who you are and you're a person who's like sounds like they don't need a lot of social interaction but how do you give your kids social interaction without having it yourself so I have a couple of ideas and these are all post-pandemic ideas that that's a good point here because most of the stuff you're not we can't yeah, socially interact right no now, one so. is socially interacting right now so so your child is not falling behind no one is interacting so it's fine but if you do want your child interacting with other children one place to go might be like a my gym or a gymboree type place if you have those in your town or city um you can sign them up for classes. I believe my gym also has like an open gym kind of thing where you can just, it's basically like an indoor play space and you can just sort of sit back and let the kids and the kids kind of play with each other. Indoor play spaces are another place where you can take your kid and they can interact with other kids. Music classes are another option. Um, especially like at this age, you're still kind of mostly interacting with them. You're not like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't find that I interacted that much with the other parents um, in music class. Um, those are the ones that I think your child would get the most interaction with other children in. I think like a, a mommy and me yoga thing isn't really going to get them interacting with other kids so much. Um, yeah, those are my suggestions. Yeah, I mean, another, again, I don't know what your financial situation is, if this is even feasible, but, you know, a, a preschool twice a week when they're a little bit older, you know, like yeah. however, however many, my kids were in full-time daycare and full-time preschool because my husband and I both worked full-time. Um, and so they were always around other kids. But I think that can be a thing that you begin to um, do as they get older. 
They also, a lot of times preschools will have like an afternoon parent and me group for a couple hours a day Mm. um, that you could do. I know my preschool offered something like that for kids that were under two. Um, But I also just wanted to say like, your kid is going to be who they are socially no matter who you are. I'm I'm very extroverted and I have one of my kids is very is really introverted and I've had to like talk to my therapist about me understanding it because it it's so different from how I am socially and it's just who she is. And so I I I think who you are is great and that's who you are and your kid is going to navigate their own path socially as they get as they get older and also like sometimes when we have kids we feel like we have to like do all this stuff for them when they're like very little and like eventually your child will probably be going to school and will Mm. be in lots of different social situations that are totally age appropriate so go easy on yourself yeah i think that's really good advice all right here's another one um do you want me to read this i do i do i do okay Hi, Kate and Dory. I love your podcast. So you two are the perfect companions when I'm cooking on a Sunday afternoon. I have a question about how to extricate oneself from a friend group that you've been a part of for almost a decade. I enjoy and find a couple of the friendships rewarding, but some of the others have been toxic. One member in particular is full of negativity, makes a hobby of gossiping about other members of our smallish community, and makes very insensitive comments on the regular. I've had a couple of these hurled at me of late, and I'm at a point in my life where I don't feel the need to surround myself with others I don't value or find much in common with. The other members of the group make excuses for her because she completely spurns people if they cross her. Others have said they hesitate to speak up because of this. She's a bad apple that has spoiled a once fun group. My question is, how do I gracefully exit the group without making a fuss? Do I turn down invites with more frequency and hope they get the hint? Do I stand up to the bully? And how do I maintain the relationships with those I do want to keep without it being the elephant in the room when we get together solo? I've never navigated this. So my advice might be bad. I feel like you, the easiest way to navigate this is by being as honest as possible. Am I bonkers here, Dory? So the only thing that gives me pause about that is that she says she's in a smallish community. Mm, Yeah, that's true. And this, when that people are scared of this woman, and I just worry that like, she's going to be like shunned or something, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like my, my read of this is that honesty is not going to get her far in this, (laughs) in this situation. Like, like it's not going to register with this woman seems so narcissistic and possibly like, I don't know, just not a good person that like, being honest with her isn't probably isn't going to do anything. (laughs) I don't know. Is that crazy? I wasn't, I don't know if I was suggesting um, necessarily like confronting this, the main toxic person. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's more like, how do you exit this group without making a fuss? I I mean, just turn down invites. Yes. I think turn down invites. I think, you know, you've just been so busy with insert excuse here. I mean, fortunately, right now, given the global pandemic, there's not much socializing happening. Yes. Um, unless you're like Zooming every night or whatnot. Right. 
And I think you can also say, you know what, like, um, there's the energy in the group is kind of negative and I need some space. I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's not like, how do you maintain relationships with those I do want to keep without it being in the elephant in the room when we get together solo in that situation? I feel like you can be like, hey, you know what? Karen has done. I'm, I'm sorry to give her the name Karen. I realize that's your sister's name. I'll call her Kate since this way I can take all the blame. Kate. <laughs> wait, no, this isn't going to work either. All right. Let's try this way. This, that person has um, the bully. The bully has said some really inappropriate things to me or has made me feel really small or is I don't want to spend time. It doesn't make me feel good to spend time around them. So that's it. Like, that's not, I don't know. Like, I don't think that, that, that makes the elephant, like once you confront what the elephant talk about what the elephant in the room is, it takes away the, the power of the situation. I think. Yeah. Again, I could be way wrong here. And would I have the courage to do that so casually? I don't know. Oh, this is hard. This is really hard. Do you have other friends in the community? Like if I, I just worry that like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. These other, if she stops being friends with the bully, that the other women are going to be too, and things go south with the bully too much that the other women are going to be like scared to hang out with her. It sounds very high school. It does. And I hate when this kind of stuff happens, especially in adulthood. And it, does i've been in situations like this um and that's why i feel like what i have found is that just being honest about how i'm feeling is has has worked out the best for me and if that means that these friendships dissolve then that is the consequence unfortunately um yeah but i would say like you you need to do what you can to kind of like protect yourself here and so yes you can just uh turn down the invites and move on yeah. <sighs> that stinks, though. That does stink. I'm sorry you're dealing with this. All right. We've got a hot hydration tip, Dory. Yes, we do. Hey, gals. Love everything you're doing right now. Thank you so much for providing me with so much content. It helps me so much get through these long days um, with my six-year-old. Um, anyways, I wanted to share kind of a here for you, but based off the mini episode, um, tip, hot tip for my, um, hydration. Every day I kind of have a ritual with a 32 ounce mason jar and I brew up, um, some hot water and put two bags of either hibiscus tea in or chamomile and peppermint. Sometimes I make a combo, get really exciting. You know, tea is awesome. And so I just, and then I put some honey in because, you know, that helps with allergies. And um, I just wait till it gets like lukewarm and then it's so delicious. And I managed to get at least one of those down a day. So figure that's um, half the battle, and it's just it's nice to make tea and and go through that process and have something daily like that. So, anyways, I wanted to share that that has been um, hydrating me and has been a little joy for me because um, we really have to focus on the real small things right now, the minute. Scale is kind of where I'm at. 
Anyways, thanks. Bye. Love a hydration tip. I love this tip. I've never thought about making a tea, cooling it to lukewarm, and then chugging it. I mean, chugging it throughout the day. But this is great. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for this tip. Tea totally, like herbal tea is water. That counts towards your hydration. Yeah, fully. Get in there. Get in there. All right, Dory, let's take another break. Let's do it. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, we've got another relationship quandary. Mm-hmm. This time with a sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. This listener writes, I have a problem with my sister-in-law. We are very, very different and have not been super close. We are friendly enough, but I do not have interest in becoming her best friend. 
She has had a tough year. She's currently pregnant, due next week, but in the meantime, she had a cancer scare and her father passed away. She has now stopped talking to me because she feels I have not checked in with her enough during the global pandemic. I will admit I did not specifically text her when this first started. I will say I have responded to all texts related to the baby excitedly, and I have been very supportive on Facebook posts, etc. I have offered to take her to a doctor's appointment when she was having trouble getting there. I have two young kids of my own, age three and four, and I am navigating this whole situation myself. I am fortunate to be able to work from home at this time, but I do not have childcare, as many do not, so that has been challenging. Once I found out that she was mad, I started texting her to check in often, and I've apologized. She has ignored everything. Now she is about to have a baby, my nephew, and she is ignoring me. I am scared she's going to keep this up once the baby is born, and I won't be able to, quote, meet him over Zoom. Any advice? This is killing me and taking up a ton of brain space at a time when many people are suffering much more. What can I do here? My brother is talking to me, but seems to be mostly taking her side and doing whatever she wants. I don't want to be her best friend, and I think that should be okay. What should I do? Mm. This should just be called the narcissist episode. Yeah. Yikes. Rooney. People like this drive me crazy. This, this, this makes me, when you then do the thing they wanted to do, wanted you to do, and then they don't respond is so manipulative and it just makes me bonkers. Like, I think if this was a healthy relationship that this person would have expressed the disappointment Yep. You you did yep. what you, you what is, yep. I think, right? You apologized and then you tried yep. to step it up and then they would have been like, hey, thanks for that. I really appreciate that you yep. did the thing I asked and it means a lot to me. And then Ignore- they would have been like, and I, you know, you know, I know you have two kids, you have two small kids at home and you're trying to work and like, that must be really hard. But no, this person is not going to do that because they are a narcissist. Yeah, I mean, this, this person is upset with you because you didn't check in with her enough during the global pandemic. Well, like we're all, everybody is going through a different thing here, but we're all also experiencing this larger thing that is really hard and traumatic. Also, can I just like, say what? Yes. Yes. People you can. Like th- uh, again, people like this, they have this, like they have this expectation of you that they never articulate. And then they get mad when you don't fulfill it. But also, like, how how obtuse to assume that someone else should be checking with you more during the, quote, global pandemic when, like, that person also needs checking in on. Like, we oh, all... of course. Of course. I mean, but but that's not what this person is thinking. No, no. Oh, I know. Well, this person... This I know. infuriates me. Yeah. You know, I think... I wouldn't invest any more time in those. That is kind of where I'm going to. I think you send a really nice gift when the baby is born and a heartfelt card and say, like, I can't wait to meet the nephew. And you keep talking to your brother. But like this woman feels kind of toxic to me. And like, I know that she's she's technically family and that sucks, but... I think the more you sort of try to cater to her, the more she's going to kind of see that she has this power over you. Yeah. And I'm sorry that your brother is not seeing you, what 
you're going through. But that that seems par for the course when partnered with someone like this. Yeah. They tend to enable the other person. Again, like, look, we're not psychoanalysts here, but we are two people who have dealt with these kinds of people in our lives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I mean, I I just, I think again, like this is a situation where you unfortunately do have to set some boundaries for your own self-preservation. Yes. And, you know, this is not to take away from the hard year that this person had. Like having a cancer scare is terrifying and losing a parent is awful. Like I, I, but it sounds like you have seen all that and been supportive during those things. So I think, I don't know. Protect yourself, listener. Yeah, I'm sorry you're going through this. Yeah, me too. And if anyone has thoughts, please, by all means, you know, you know where to reach us. Yes. All right, Dory, we had a, um, a quick mini episode update from yes. a listener. And I should, I should preface this by saying that this, li- this is the second voicemail this listener left, which is why they sound like they're picking up kind of in the middle of something because they had left, they had called about something else prior to sending this. Right, right, right. Okay, here we go. Hey, Kate and Tori. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> um, I, I've called, called, I think I've called you guys like probably a handful of times with various weird insights. Um, but also you guys gave me beautiful advice about supporting one of my friends who was, was and is in like a pretty deep, um, grief after we lost a close friend suddenly. Anyways, so I just wanted to give you guys a brief update, which is that obviously I haven't been able to make plans to visit her yet, although that is in works whenever we're allowed to travel again. But in the meantime, she adopted a really wonderful puppy. <laughs> um, and I sent her a deck of tarot cards. <laughs> and those two things have been, it's been really fun to have a friend who's in like the honeymoon phase of like adopting a sweet, sweet dog. And so instead of just, instead of us just stressing about quarantine together, <laughs> We talk about things like puppies and tarot cards, and it's been really nice. Um, y'all don't need to play this. Like, I don't think anyone's gotten best of that phone call from February. But I just wanted to give you guys an update. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Oh, no, we did need to play that. Um, yeah, we and we are invested. I knew exactly what this the the call that this listener or email that this listener was referring to, like, immediately. The friend yeah. group lost a friend, and this one person was feeling it really intensely and you yeah. wanted to support your I, I know exactly what this is about so thank you for the update I'm happy to hear that your friend has been having some kind of positive light in her life or his life lately also puppies and tarot cards puppies and tarot cards is that the name of this episode yes yes puppies and tarot cards <laughs> um, thank you for that update listener that was really really great to hear all right we've got one more voicemail and okay. this is response to um, another listener who had asked how to better ask for help hi cat and Dora. this is gwyneth in london and i was just listening to mini episode 102 where the listener wrote in and mentioned that they were reluctant to ask for help and i definitely relate to that Um, I don't know if I have the most helpful advice, but I thought I would share something that occurred to me a few years ago. 
Uh, so I think it was when I was moving, maybe like 10 years ago, and I didn't want to ask for help, so I put it off, I procrastinated, and then when I couldn't put it off any longer, I asked my boyfriend at the time, and my dad, and maybe one other friend. And um, moving is always terrible, but I think that this was worse uh, because I procrastinated and maybe because I didn't ask more people. Um, and uh, I think that it made me realize that I was kind of placing undue burden on the few people who I was least uncomfortable asking for help from uh, because I would always just turn to the same people in these situations when I, you know, really couldn't get away uh, with not asking for help. And um, and then also procrastinating and put it in, putting it off because I didn't want to ask for help. Um, so I don't know if that's applicable in the listener's case, and I know that it's pretty guilt-trippy, so maybe not the most helpful, but I think it has made me more aware um, of like how this personal tendency affects the people around me. Um, yeah, so I figured I'd share. But anyway, um, I love the pod, all the pods, and personally, I don't think you need a special sign-off. Bye. Well, thank you <laughs> for not for saying we don't need a special sign-off. Um, what a self-aware observation. I know. I was like, whoa, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for help is it's 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 goes way deeper than just the act of like, I need help. I got to ask somebody. Like, it really reveals a lot about ourselves, I think. Yes, I agree. <sighs> well, we've come to the end, Dory, but we don't need a sign off according to Gwyneth in London. So no, we don't. Thank you, Gwyneth in London. <laughs> but I do still kind of want to say butt masks never 35 forever because that is my personal truth. <laughs> Uh, all right well uh, but max never 35 forever no sign off needed thanks for listening bye